This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Megagoria. Allah has done things for us that we could never even imagine here. To show you the way, the new way of the old way to join together and be one, one in union with our lady. Our guidance, our direction, our future. And that was a friend of Megagoria on March the 25th, 2000. And 11, welcome to the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Today's broadcast was titled, Recognize God's Bandwagon. There are things that a friend of Medjugorje will say in today's broadcast which may clash with certain mentalities of religiousness. What we mean by that is that the traditional way of looking at how you respond to God may not necessarily be the way God wants us to respond today. And a friend of Medjugorje is challenging us in today's broadcast to look at what God's doing. And we assure you that if you take his words and you put them into life and try to live them, you will have a whole new world open up for you. And so here is a friend of Medjugorje, March the 25th, 2011. Here we are again, another monthly message and I often like to kneel in the field when the message is being given. Then rose your time and contemplate that this is something that we will remember all through eternity. History being made, we're alive in the moment, the time of Our Lady. Because that's the case. And these times are particular. And this is her time. Where were you today? At 11.40 Central Time. There'll be deep regrets on those days to come. As I said, we'll lament for her messages because of the seriousness of what has taken place in the world and this plan of heaven. At one point while Maria was with us over these last seven days, five days during the retreat, the day before, the day after, she said that this is serious. Well, there's joy associated with all these messages and we often are, are joyful or kid around about these things. I think some of the beautiful things that he does we're joyful and, and laugh about joys associated with them, we are in a serious time. A time which requires serious response. A time in which our actions will result in very serious consequences for good, or very serious consequences for bad. A great separation is taking place. For those of you who follow Our Lady, you see this. You see, those who you used to hang around with, those who may be friends, I'm not talking in a teenage style, I'm talking about socially, even with somebody, you know, 50 years old, 30 years old, your friends. Suddenly you don't have things in common you had before with them, even though you did for years or even decades. Maria was asked the question by the crowds that were here, what will happen in the future as far as those we are around and about community? It seems that the people, this woman asks that she's around, no longer she can see eye to eye with them. And of course, we're supposed to reach out, but we have a window to look back 2,000 years ago to see what happened in the early church when the new way was being established that parallels today the new way renewed in our time. It was a natural gravitation toward each other just as if you run across somebody who knows Medjugorje, you're out of town, or you have somebody, you discover they know Medjugorje, you immediately have a contact through the heart, the unity of heart, through Our Lady's heart, 
where you seem like you've known each other for a long time. You can start sharing everything, even intimate details of your lives, whereas you couldn't with anyone else, even some people in your family. It's because there's a unity through our lady's heart that causes this familiarity with a stranger that somehow you can talk to him that you can't talk to people you've known for years. And this is what happened with Jesus' Christ ministry 2,000 years ago. When they separated from paganism, separated from pagan ways, they were drawn together by the natural desire to be with people in kinship, spiritually. Communities formed. There were natural communities developed. Paul wrote to them. Peter wrote to them. And so the Corinthians and the other communities that resulted from this was a natural result that in Corinth, when the Corinthians gathered together, they wanted to be a people of like-minded. Didn't mean they stopped evangelizing. But in their personal life, those they were in contact with, those who they wanted to share their life with, was not the Christians. The natural result today will be the same thing. Communities will spring up everywhere. We're a window to that. Our lady's done things for us that we could never even imagine here to show you the way, the new way of the old way to join together and be one, one in union with Our Lady. So, Joan, read Our Lady's monthly message to the world, our guidance, our direction, our future. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje, March twenty fifth, 2011, monthly message. Dear children, in a special way today, I desire to call you to conversion. As of today, may new life begin in your heart. Children, I desire to see your yes, and may your life be a joyful living of God's will at every moment of your life. In a special way today, I bless you with my motherly blessing of peace, love, and unity in my heart and in the heart of my son, Jesus. Thank you for having responded to my call. So there it is, Our Lady saying herself that she desires to draw us within her heart. And that's why you can meet somebody that you don't know and be strong with them and speaking about things that you would never do anyone else that you couldn't be strong with. I say strong in the sense of Strong in God's will. You know, there's two ways to have God's will in your life. One is his passive will, and one is God's will. Both are permissible, but there's also two ways to go to heaven. One is out of the fear of hell, the church teaches us. And out of the fear of hell, you try to stay good so you might get to heaven. The other way to get to heaven is the love of God. The church teaches us the best way to go to heaven is the love of God. But you can make it the other way too. But the superior is through love. And so we can have God's passive will because we knock and knock and knock. He'll end up getting it to us. It may not be the best thing for us. But if you want the most, you want the ultimate, you want the maximum that you can receive in this life, it's not God's passive will. It's God's will. Ask what is God's will. We often have people ask us, pray for us, for them when they're sick or they got some kind of disease or something that's going to, you know, a death sentence from the doctor. And we really always pray for God's will. What is God's will in this? Because that's the ultimate. That's, he, may, he may be willing to give a miracle in a passive will situation, but is that what God really has planned for this person? Now, which one takes more strength? That's why I'm saying you've got to be strong. When you talk to somebody other than Medjugorje people, you talk strong 
or you talk with strength. Strength is having the will to sit there, personal will to say, we need to pray for God's will. What does God's will want? Even when God's will doesn't look very good, even with the light of the tunnel, it looks dark. You will see more light at the end of the tunnel when you go through the darkness by God's will than when you ask for God's passive will entering the tunnel that may not see but just a little dim glimmer at the end. His will always lead to a brighter light. It's always better. It's always superior to passive will because passive will is what you want. I don't want personally what I want. I don't know God would give it to me. I want his active will. What is his will for me? What is his will for you? And yes, you can get it. Just like the story I told the other day to the crowd. One woman wanted a car protection. She prayed, God, protect my car. She left. She came out. She covered with snow. She can't even find it. You know, and that's God's passive will. So, God, I want my car protected, but I want your will. You show me. You never know. The devil may get, inspire somebody to steal it. And it may be because your demeanor, your maturity as a major follower of Our Lady, he has a plan for you to encounter this person in court later and convert him. We've had that happen here. Not necessarily stealing a car, but something else years ago. And we ended up converting this young man. So what is God's will and what is your will? And so when Our Lady says, I desire to see your yes, and may your life be a joyful living of God's will at every moment of your life, throughout your whole day. What is God's will for you today? I used to complain and argue with the clerk, put off all kinds of steams and excuses. I don't want to miss my plane. You've got to find me. You've got to get me on this flight. There were a lot of people at 9-11 that they missed their flights or they canceled. They're alive today. And so I never say anything now. Okay, I miss that flight. Oh, I try. I try to get where I'm supposed to be at the right time. But if it's canceled, okay. And often I've seen something happen. I sit on a plane with somebody else that needed to know about Missouri. Or I encountered somebody at the airport. So look for God's will at every moment of your life. That means all day long, 24-7. You don't know who God's got you scheduled to encounter. And if you do it your way, which he's not going to send you to hell for, he's got something better than your will. So, Alei is showing us, don't seek God's passive will. I want something higher of you. You're my children. You're my followers. I want your yes. I desire to see your yes. What does that mean? How do you see somebody's yes? By them nodding their head? That's not what Alei is saying. I desire to see your yes. How do you see somebody's yes? By what they do. Boy, they're really following God. They're really fasting. They're really going to confession monthly. That's a Yes. I don't want your actions. I don't want your performances. I want to see your deeds. Because when I see you do what I ask you to do, I'm seeing your yes. It's strange. At least I desire your yes. She could have said that. She didn't say that today. I desire to see your yes put into life. Just above that. As of today, may new life begin in your heart. That yes shows that you're going to go her way, her love, her process, her forgiveness, amending everything, always be a peacemaker, not a war maker. And I'm not saying there's not times to make war. Sometimes you have to make war to make peace. We're not pacifists here at Caritas. And I don't encourage anybody else to be one. Jesus made war in the temple. And we see in Ecclesiastes where it says, you know, time for peace, time for war, time to sow, a time to reap. And so we have this, may new life begin in your heart. And that should result in actions that Our Lady can see in your life. 
We have many ways that our lady is trying to reach us. Those ways are ways that are not always the way we think it should be. But she's trying to break down the walls around you. She wants you and expects a lot from you. She needs you because we need her. She also tells us to take her hand. She says, be my extended hands. She says that she will lead you. You follow. We often lock our heart away. We throw away the keys often. We don't want to do everything she asks us to do. We want her passive will often. Mary, I want you to do this for me, but this is the conditions. Our lady will never lie to you. She'll never hurt you. And she's asking you, well, please. She's not invite you. But we're always the other way. But we have to show her we'll follow her. And we'll follow her with our hearts. Once we learn these things, we'll see a brighter, stronger, happier, joyful tomorrow.
A lady wants to break down walls around you. And she wants to get through to you because you need her. And we should tell her, take my hand and lead me to where you are. This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Stay tuned. A friend of Medjugorje will return after this short break. Many find themselves in a situation difficult to cope with. Your family, your finances, and your past occupy your time and distract you from fully giving yourself to Our Lady. If you could just stop for just a moment and place yourself in Our Lady's presence, what would you say? How would you unburden your heart? Our Lady says, Give me all your problems and difficulties. Would you do that? Can you do that? Medjugorje.com offers you the opportunity to send your petition to be prayed over by the community of Caritas and then placed in the presence of Our Lady Queen of Peace during her apparitions. Medjugorje.com A place of meeting of hearts. A place of peace. Go to medj.com spelled M-E-J.com and click on Send Petition. Medjugorje.com Brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. know that you have coined the phrase placing the Ale's messages of being a template over your life situations. Everybody has their own template or their own filter that they see the world from that's influenced by your past, by your upbringing, by your prejudices maybe, everything that's personal to you and who you are, that you can be so convinced that you're seeing a situation correctly because it's from your point of view, but truly not having anything to do with God's will. My question is, how do you break through to knowing what the truth of God's will is when you're so patterned and habited and looking at something through your own filter? Well, this is a very good question, and it really is a response of our mentalities that prevail today in our culture, because the phrase that was coined decades ago, whatever feels good, do it. And so when you go through this conversion experience, many people want to do what feels right. You can't go by what feels right. You got to realize when you break vice or when you change your life, you go through conversion, suddenly you want to do God's will, but you're also carrying the luggage of your past mentalities, of your ways you were learned, what your intellect is, what your education is. A lot of things affect those decisions. That decision being made, often, Satan is very clever. Ivan said he has a master intellect. You're a fool if you think you can outsmart him or defeat him. You can't. Jesus can defeat him for you through fasting and prayer, but you won't. And so you have to purify your mentality through prayer, fasting, penance, sacrificial life, continually. And then not even trust your own discernment. If what you do doesn't match the scriptures... 
doesn't match what the church teaches, doesn't follow along with our latest messages, is not in union with the saints themselves have taught us, and you've gone through the proper channels for that as far as direction, then you don't do it. None of those can contradict each other. All, all those five things have to be in union together. That's the criteria I always go by. And sometimes I've surrendered a decision and go to a priest or somebody I might know. I say, you make the decision. I'm free. I lose myself from this because you can be too biased. And so Satan's one of his cleverest tricks is offer a good to God's good. When he can offer you a bad, he can offer you a negative, whether it be through vice or through ego or pride or whatever. You'd often take that. Now he's against that. If you're going to sit there and go to the message and spread them, then he says, oh, you need to be feeding the poor or you need to go be missionary. It's just like Maria said a couple months ago in a talk. We don't need missionaries in Africa. We need missionaries in your family. Forget about this dreamy, glorious thing. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be in a cloistered convent. Is that what God's calling you to? Is that what you want? I tell you, there is no hour and back on up, no year, no month, no hour, no minute, no second, more productive of your time, your efforts, than to be an evangelizer of our lady's messages. The fishnet thrown out through those things will harvest far greater than anything you can do. Am I saying we shouldn't have nuns closer to coming? I'm not saying that. I'm saying we are where the early church was. Those things came later. Our lady says, I'm calling you now to be my apostles. What did the apostles do? They didn't go lock up in a convent. Am I condemning that? No, I'm not. Listen to what I'm saying. Our lady says, I want you to go back to the beginning. Our lady's rebirth in the church. Spring is birth. She just told us that in the last message. She's telling us here, as of today, may new life begin in your heart. We're in a period of new life in the church, vibrant, strong, a smaller, holier, leaner church, which will grow into a larger church eventually. You've got to read the signs of the times. You've got to make your discernments according to those things. I'm putting second-rate nuns as cloister now? No. I'm just saying, go to the higher good that's offered now for productivity. Let's just talk plain modern language. Let's talk production. Let's talk conversion. They were having a hard time converting people, the Franciscans and others who came from Spain and Mexico. You know, they were stuck on this paganism. They were sacrificing their children. They had a hard time making conversion of these people. And so those who stuck to their schools and stuck to those things, amidst the tumult when it came and started converting millions of Indians down in Mexico at that time, the Incas, when just looking at the tumult converted, where you want to put your effort? You want to start spreading all across Mexico and say, go to Guadalupe, look at this tumult. You'll come to know this man, Jesus Christ. Conversion by the millions to Christianity within three years. And just as in Jesus' days, there were probably some good Pharisees, good Sadducees, good Jewish rabbis that were, had their little schools and their efforts to convert and grow in holiness in that way couldn't even come close to what jumping on Jesus' apostle or disciple bandwagon did. Recognize the bandwagon. Recognize what it is you should be doing. And recognize that Satan will offer you something very good. But if I'm going to spend my hours on earth... And I have a limited amount of hours. God knows that hour. I've said to him, to our lady, I don't live one minute past that. I don't want to live one minute before that. You pick that time. I surrender. I give you this. I want the perfect time that you got ordained for me. That in my limited time I've got upon the earth, I want to reach as many people as possible. In the beginning days of Medjugorje, you don't hear this very often. 
the visionaries asked, how was it that Jesus prayed all night? He said he had great zeal for souls. That's our desire. Our desire should be for souls. That's our life's work. But you can't have a desire and convert if you don't convert and change yourself first. You have to have new life in you. Our Lady has to see your yes. You have to be joyful to live in God's will at every moment of your life. And in a special way, the motherly blessing of peace will be in you, in your heart. Love will be in your heart. Unity of heart with her and her son Jesus. And people will want that. People don't want Jesus now because he's no different from Buddha. Because of Christians, not because of Buddha. We've minus out, out of our life, Jesus' way, the real true way, the truth, God. They can't take God out of society. People can't do what they're doing. They can't do it in the political realm. They can't do it in the economic realm. They can't do it in the spiritual realm. They can't do it in the church. Maria just told me we was talking in the house the other day. The Christianity is dead in Europe. It's dead in the church. She literally told me this. Got a bishop over there saying, well, you got to really accept all the Muslims coming in because they are coming in in a way that just like the Italians went to America and they love to be Americans. We both said in unison to that, that they don't want to come over there and be Italians. They don't want to come over there and be in Italy. They want to transform it. Our Lady said, love the ones who hate you. We're supposed to love all the Muslims. We're supposed to be on to them. We're supposed to convict them with our life, but we're not doing that. We're just giving away. Well, Christianity is not so important. You want to come with your share of law. You want to come in what's your ways. Okay, we respect that. Maybe the better word to say is we accept that. We don't accept that. You're a Christian. How can you accept that? Our effort, our work needs to evangelize to them and say, this is a better way. You don't condemn them because they're Muslim. You try to change their heart to show them. Ours love. Our life is love. But you've got to show that through your yes and the unity of the heart. And that peace will show through. Love will show through. And union with Jesus Christ. And they'll want some of that. Who doesn't want peace in their life? As opposed to sternness and harshness and hatefulness of other people. Our lady says, everybody wants peace and satisfaction, but they don't want Jesus Christ. And we are giving way to that. So, in fully answering your question, making a full circle, how do we see through the template of these messages? This, this idea, the template of, you were saying, I coined this phrase, is everything we do in this life. If every moment of our day is to be actively living God's will, you can only do that if you put everything in life that we do, being it going to the grocery store, being it we're investing, being that we're working at the factory or, or whatever you do or at the school or, or going to buy a car, everything should be viewed through the template of the messages of Our Lady. How do you apply messages over that? You may not understand that, but it's real clear to me. I don't do anything, and I look at everything through those glasses, through the glasses of the message. How does this message apply to this? How if I go buy a car and I hear somebody use God's name in vain, how do I react to that, to the messages? How do I act very sternly? Very severely. Several years ago, a guy pulled out here in the driveway, and he passed by and shouted at me, using God's name in vain. I jumped in the car, took off after him. He took off. I caught him six miles down the road and got right in his face. Don't you ever, ever use God's name in vain, especially at this holy place that you just passed by. He was cussing and everything else at that point. But I got right in his face. I drove off. Three years later, I'm down at the road talking to some county officials about something down on the road. This guy pulls up and gets that car. I don't recognize him. He's I want to talk to you. I said, well, let me finish with this, this man here. He comes up to me and he says, after we talked, he says, I want to thank you. I says, for what? He says, well, you chased me down the road. I used God's name in vain up here. And I was so shaken after you got in my face about this. It wasn't because I was bigger than him and 
he was smaller. He was much bigger than I was, and I was much smaller than he was. He said, but your power in what you said made me go to church next Sunday. Within two weeks, I'm saved. And he's a good old Protestant boy now. I didn't plan that, but I was strong in what I did, and I lived what I say on that regard. And so, yes, we can fail. We can not be all perfect because we're all sinners. But at the same time, if you put these messages over your life, and you're going to buy a car and you hear that, you stop this guy. Say, don't talk to me that way. You just lost a sale, book boy. I'm gone. Give me another salesman out here. And do that. Even if he asks for forgiveness, do that. He's got to atone for that and realize it and let him see, hey, I bought this car and you lost it because you blasphemed God. I don't want to ever hear that. Don't think he's going to just pass that off and not change his life. But see, you're not salt. You're not willing to do that. Or you're embarrassed to do that. Or you don't have the courage to do that. Our lady's messages, she wants to give us might. She says, I want you to have might. You need this might. I want you to use this might. She says four times in one message about might. You get might by living the messages. And when you do that, you know what happens? You start experiencing heaven. The visionaries have repeatedly said that if you start living the messages, you begin to live heaven on earth. And so what is paradise for you? How do you experience the heaven? It's just simple things. We think of heaven and think of eternity and long for it, but our lady wants us to be joyful. She said this today. I desire to see your yes, and may your life be a joyful living of God's will. God's will is heaven. It'll make your life close to heaven as possible. We just had thousands of people go to the bedroom. Our lady went from the bedroom the first night, to the bedroom the second night, to the field the next day, to the bedroom the next night, to the field the next day, and back to the bedroom, and back to the bedroom. She points us back to this. She chose these times. She chose these places. She chose the time. That's why Maria's always respected this place because our lady's just not following her. And if you were on my house, you came to the bedroom, you saw we have 13 rocking chairs on it. We've got a wraparound porch. It's heaven. We've got a creek in front of the house. We made this. We wanted our little paradise. God doesn't just want us to be suffering. I've sat on that porch years ago. We're so busy now. I never sit there. I hope to one day. But I've experienced heaven on this porch. So whether your heaven is a wraparound porch or whether your heaven is just on a warm summer day playing with the kids, we can have heaven on earth. Our lady desires this of us. She wants us to have this. And you can have it. It's available now by doing God's will. Everybody has their own idea of heaven. What kind of paradise they'll see Pearly gates, streets of gold No getting sick or growing old Sounds like a beautiful place to be But as for me My heaven is a wood frame house With a great big porch Going all the way around Sitting on a swing Listening to the sound of the birds singing My heaven is a warm summer day In the backyard while the kids all play Flies and mosquitoes stay away While we're eating watermelon That's my heaven Gonna find a few non-believers Those 
those who stay lost in the dark But I believe there is a place Full of light and love and grace And I don't believe that it's all that far In my heart My heaven is a phone ring While I'm at work and the only thing That you have to say Is you miss me and get home in a hurry Heaven is the very worst day that I spent with you When you were so mad but I still knew Nobody would leave cause that don't happen In my heaven This life I'm living is my heaven Maria says when she sees Our Lady, she sees heaven. Heaven starts in the heart. When you have heaven in your heart, you have Our Lady in your heart. And she gives this to us today. This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Stay tuned. A friend of Medjugorje will return after this short break. The Holy Queen. Mother of Jesus. Spouse of the Holy Spirit. Queen of Nations. Queen of all hearts. The Woman of Revelation. The Queen of Peace asks you to spread her call to the ends of the earth. Medjugorje.com A tool for you to spread Our Lady's way of life and change the world. Medjugorje.com Brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Spread to all your family and friends. Medjugorje.com From Caritas of Birmingham. Correct me if I'm wrong about my judgment of this, but it seems as if Our Lady in today's message, when she's saying to begin a new life, and that she desires to see our yes, and you spoke about making that concrete actions, and your life being a joyful living of God's will, knowing that most people are not in a situation that's conducive to doing God's will, or they don't have a proper structure there, 
it, it's almost as if this message is somewhat of a call to community life. I may be wrong about that in my judgment, but it just makes sense through Our Lady's message today that if she desires to see something concrete, if she desires the life to be a joyful living of God's will, especially in a time when you don't have the structure, most families don't have that structure, to be able to do that, um, I'd just like to know what you think about that. You had to do what I did in my family. I saw through the messages where I had to make community out of my family. My family had to be community and make it that. That's where my joy is to begin. Who wants to be around somebody that's not joyful? You can go through your life and find out some of the most joyful people you met. And they're delightful to be around. Anyone that's joyful is never a negative. If somebody's really joyful and not fakish, not just something that's a, a front, but they really have true joy, you're attracted to that. Not only that, that you want to know what makes them tick. What's behind that? And of course, the lady wants us to see. She says, that, I bless you, my mother, blessing of peace, love, and unity in my heart and my son. So people can see this. If she says she wants to see your yes, it's because she wants other people to see your yes. Why are you joyful? I will desire to see your yes, and may your life be a joyful living of God's will every moment of your life. And when people see that, when people recognize that, they're going to want what you got because most people aren't enjoyed today. They're not experiencing that. We just had thousands of people here looking at the community. We just came through one of our most uh, difficult periods in the history of the community. We started 25 years ago. I started my family. We went six years before the community started. Our Lady asked for the community to be established. Our Lady gave me messages personally through Maria. That's continued through the years. And Our Lady's even corrected us in a beautiful way. We were astounded by that sometimes. And then people were looking at the community, and we had to be joyful. Our last three or four months have been grueling, very, very difficult. But we're in joy seeing so many people convert. We had people say that, well, one lady said she's been here every time Maria's been here. That's probably been, what, 13, 14 times now? And this puts probably over 160 apparitions here. But she says, this trip here, I experienced more joy. I've had many people come up to me and says, I really experienced joy here. Of course, we preceded that with 54-day novena. We preceded it also with a nine-day bread and water fast for that to happen, that everybody, Our Lady have untold powers to do things. Our Lady did things here she hasn't done in the past. I mean, we, there was real miracles people saw, both with the moon, with the sun, and that causes joy. People didn't come here to have to believe because of that, but it sure adds a lot of icing on the cake. They had the cake with her. They had the icing when they saw the sun. I mean, people were weeping. Our Lady gave us the most we could expect of which her presence is enough for us. The sense of serenity. Maria repeated said, Our Lady was in a deep serenity here, a deep peace. When we were talking just casually about the apparitions. And Maria says, she's always at peace here. She's always very, very comfortable here. She likes it here. She actually says, I wish I could come back here before I go back home. And so we've got a life that has led us to community, but it started in the family. And you've got to make your community family, and then from there it develops into the next thing. And we have a lot of people ask us how to go into community. And now that we've got the tabernacle and we're over the mountain, we might want to say, as far as the retooling, we've still got a ways to go. We've got another big press to get and some other things. There's still quite a bit of money to raise with that. Once we get these all things in place, then we're going to help people establish community. Because it's a natural way to go, to get the wagon train when they're being under attack and put the women and children in the middle in the days of the pioneers, when they're under attack. And so it is with societies attacking what's good, wants to deculturalize, dechristianize. We participated in that because we don't have no structure there. We don't have the ability to protect ourselves. And a lot of that is because the father's been killed in the family. 
With the father killing the family, you have nobody leading it. God the Father knows best what's for us. He knows what's to do. And we have this mocked. We have this criticized. We have this mutilated on the sitcoms. Everything talks about, you know, there's equal authority in the family. The woman guides the husband. Who's teaching to follow? Who's giving witness? That's the wife does that. The man's not listened to in a lot of ways. People say, well, he's an idiot. Well, that's because society's following what, who's saying he's an idiot. Hollywood says the father in the family's an idiot. You don't have that great respect, that, that all of respect. And because of that, we lose respect for God because the father does represent that. And the men that don't fulfill that, they don't fulfill that because society has molded them not to fulfill it. It's just a good time. It's just fun. It's just do your own thing. So we got to realize that the father does know best. He does know what needs to be done. And when we start respecting that, we'll see those roles being fulfilled and carried out. Daddy told me not to ride my bike across that rocky creek. You know it's swift in places, and some it's pretty deep. But hard-headed, full of pride, I went on anyway. And if Daddy hadn't been watching me, I wouldn't be here today Father knows best Father knows best If he hadn't been looking out for me I'd be in such a mess I swore from then on I would do just what he said Cause Father knows best Father knows best I remember back in high school About 16 years old My friend said let's go drinking But daddy told me not to go Now I'm so glad that I stayed home Cause it turned out he was right When the papers came the next morning it was there in black and white Father knows best Father knows best If he hadn't been looking out for me I'd be in such a mess I swore from then on I would do just what he said Cause Father knows best Father knows best Today a man knocked on my door And said your daddy died I tried holding back the tears But I just stood there and cried Now Lord you know I loved him Why'd he have to go away? And looking up to heaven, I heard somebody say, Father knows best, Father knows best. I'm always looking out for you, so your heart can be at rest. I'll see you through the bad time, just remember what I've said. Cause Father knows best. Father knows best 
Father knows best Son, your Father knows best This was just more of a comment, something that struck me in this message today because of just having Our Lady with us this past week, but Maria said that Our Lady would look at us in the apparition, and this is some phenomenon that is not common, she said. It happens on occasion, but this week, at least three or four different times, Our Lady looked at the crowd face to face, and to Maria said that when Our Lady does this, it's very endearing for Maria to watch her do this. Because it's as if it's a mother, if we can visualize a mother who's looking to make sure all of her children are present, you know, kind of looking over, looking around, making sure that everybody that's supposed to be here is here. And even though Maria said that she prefers Our Lady to look at her, it's also very sweet to see Our Lady just looking face to face at everyone. But to hear then Our Lady's words today, children, I desire to see your yes that's very striking to me, knowing that this came up several times this week. Everything to do with the apparitions is surreal. In other words, this, I remember uh, meeting Maria at the door back in the early days when I first began to know her and ask her a question. She told me about some of my ladies. said, wow, that's hard to believe. I said that figuratively is a phrase. I mean, I totally 100% believed it. But I said, well, that's hard to believe. She says, you better believe it. Because she's not knowing the language English. She understood me enough to think, I don't believe that. And so I think we need to see all our ladies' time with us. I mean, what are we doing? Why are you hesitant on living the will of God? It's the best that can happen to you. It's the most can happen to you. And I, I remember being blind about things that they ask us to do and start incorporating into community life and into my family. I said, this is not going to be good. This is not going to help. This is not going to go over very well. But our lady showed it to me. It was crystal clear from throwing out the TV to many other things, no matter what I had to do, I was to do this. And by doing so, it's led to a way of life. I couldn't even imagine the enjoyment, the pleasures, the life, the way, the way, things we do, the, the scenes we have. We did, for Maria and a few other guests were here yesterday morning before Maria left, uh, the school presentation. We did a whole thing for the school to open up. But we redid how we opened our school. It's for us privately. And it's something straight out of what people would say out of the movies, but it was much better. It was real life. A lot of the guests here were crying. I was choked over watching it. I've seen it three times. We did it just for ourselves. It's just part of our life. It's part of what we do in the new culture of the way Our Lady has shown us to live a new way. And it's very joyful. And I don't mean there wasn't something serious with this scene and the way it unfolded. And the whole school presentation lasted, what, 45 minutes or so, the whole thing. It's a whole production with horses and everything, and it's up inside the school. But it's beautiful. Maria on the way to the airport yesterday said, oh, I want to say this thing with the school is beautiful, just beautiful. She liked it very much. You can't help but like it. But if you could see that, and I wish everybody could, I wish everybody could open a door or a window to the community and just see what we do in our private life. I know what would happen. Holy envy. Not wanting to covet our neighbor's goods, but they'd be holy envy. I wish I could live that way. If you could see somebody who just happened to be here, because there were some people who stayed and they just fell into chance of seeing this. They said, can, can you do this again? Can I bring a bunch of people down here for this? I said, well, you know, we do. It's, it's our life. 
And so I say what our lady has shown us in the beginning, we had to give up. It cost a lot in the appearance of that yes. But now that we people watch life on TV and we live life, we literally live what is in that box, the good positive side, in a way that's just joy, sure joy, and consolation, and peace, and unity, and love. And so we need to understand what our lady offers us is something that is bitter, but will contain every sweetness of life. That's her words. And don't think, oh, I got to give this up. I got to do this and God's will. Because people always like, I know God's will is this way, but I'd like to do it this way. Don't do it your way because it won't end up with the fruit that God's will will. And you won't end up with the same joy. Live for God. You know, if you lost your faith, if you stumbled, you know, for every act of love you've done, you, God's done for you, you owe him. The road is long, and who doesn't want to do this without God's will? It's a hard way to go in this life. And Jesus says, it's a yoke. But what does he say? When you care with me, I'll make it light. It's easier to do God's will than your will, than make him fix up what you messed up. So learn that. We've lost our faith in this. Believe in her words, or you'll stumble if you don't.
Well, this hour passes by very quickly. It's, uh, it's going to be days that we're going to contemplate and wonder, like, and miss this, that we could have something fresh from heaven that's going to help us through the Antichrist time and to the end of the world. This is not a, just for this age. This is for all the ages to come, whatever life is left on earth. And if you approach it from the standpoint, and what are you doing? Are you giving your yes? It makes things much easier. So just remember, whenever the road is too long, whenever the wind is too strong, Wherever this journey of this life leads you to, Our Lady will be there with you. We love you, and we wish you, Our Lady. Good night. <laughs>